It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Happy game day, everybody. What is going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up here. It is Friday, August 24th. It is game day. It is week three of the NFL preseason. The Carolina Panthers getting set to take on the New England Patriots at home. Dress rehearsal day. We'll get you ready for that. Talk about things to look for and some notes on that game. Uh, Before we get into that, we also have a little bit of uh, news to go over involving one of the defensive linemen, kind of updating a previous story. And we'll also touch on the jersey combination, the new jersey combination that the Panthers will be wearing today. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Always appreciate the support. Uh, Again, thanks to all the Long-time listeners, and welcome to the new listeners. Hope you enjoy uh, hearing my take on the Panthers. Uh, This is my second season entering Panthers Wire, I should say, entering my second season covering the Panthers for Panthers Wire. I also will contribute this season to Bengals Wire, covering them a little bit. I also do here and there some side NFL work and some side college work. I wrote for... Bleacher Report is a contributor a few years ago, so I've, I've had a couple stops, but in, right now it's Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire covering those two teams, and it's definitely been a lot of fun so far, and looking forward to continuing to talk about those two teams. So let's jump into it. a little bit of news to take care of. We'll start with the news that just popped up a little bit about Vernon Butler. If you recall, Butler was involved in an incident. Vernon was involved in an incident with a with a female in a Dallas nightclub. <clears throat> excuse me, Dallas nightclub uh, about a month or so ago. Well, he was just issued a Class C citation. After that alleged assault in, in Dallas, according to Justin Pryor of WCCB in Charlotte, their CW affiliate, he writes, the Dallas Police Department confirms that Panthers defensive tackle Vernon Butler has been issued a Class C citation in connection to an alleged assault in July. Butler has 21 days to respond to the citation or set a court date. If you recall, it was at a... Dallas nightclub or Dallas club middle last month uh, involving Butler and a 21-year-old female that also involved allegedly Butler pushing this female down a flight of stairs, throwing a drink in her face. Uh, So if you go back, they have the tweet up. So as a reminder, uh, the the attorney, this is from Morgan Fogarty saying, the tweet being quote, the attorney representing the 21-year-old woman who says Panthers player Vernon Butler assaulted her tells me Butler threw a glass at the woman's face 
and pushed her at a nightclub in Dallas earlier this month. Dallas PD confirms they are investigating. No charges filed yet. Well, now you have the citation. Attorney tells me his client, says Butler, has been repeatedly contacting her on social media and she declined his advances. Says he saw her at the nightclub, approached her, and she declined his advances again. Attorney says that's when Butler assaulted her. The Class C assault is the lowest level of crime, according to Dallas police, and is generally described as offensive contact, and it's only punishable by a fine of up to $500, does not result in jail time, and does not stay on your record. So in that sense, at least it's good for Butler. It's really not going to it's not really a black mark on his records, only $500 fine. Um, so that's, that's really the main update. So like I said, luckily not a major issue here, or at least in, in, at least in terms of the citation that he received. Um, so likely he'll just pay the fine and they'll all move on. We'll see if anything more arises out of this but for the time being it just seems like just pay a, a small fine or like I said he could set a court date and this I, I, I imagine though he's probably just going to res respond to the citation if he only has to pay $500 he like he I shouldn't say likely I would say possibly will just pay the fine respond to the citation he could set a court date but uh, you know, and, and I'm no court expert, and I don't know what Butler's thinking. So, you know, we'll see within the next three weeks what Butler decides to do. You know, it, and you can tell it really hasn't affected his play too much. Uh, he's been performing well so far in the first two games, and we'll see how he performs tonight. So, but that's just a quick update on the Vernon Butler situation. So now we'll jump into actually talking about on-the-field stuff again. Uh, before we get into it, though, we want to thank our great sponsors, of course, over the, F the Athletic. Remember, you're seeing all these all these new writers and their links to allow you to save 30% off your first-year subscription. I, of course, have a link that will save you 40%. It'll only cost you $2.99 a month for the first year. And remember, The Athletic is no ads, no autoplay videos, none of that stuff. It's just simply straight-up journalism and stories, all that good stuff. Uh, it goes beyond game recaps and trade speculation. It'll give you a deeper analysis of why something happened on the field, not just what happened on the field. So to get 40% off, remember, go visit theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers, and it'll take you right to the checkout page where you could save 40%. Again, that's just $2.99 a month, so basically the cost of a couple cups of coffee. That's, that's all it is. $2.99 a month gets you fantastic work. Again, you can follow Joe Person, who's now with The Athletic, or you can follow the Duly announced national NFL team, excuse me, national NFL team. 
So take advantage of this great offer, theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's talk about tonight's game. First, we'll just discuss the broadcast info to get you ready. So it is on TV. Speaking of WCCB TV, that's where the, the game will be aired in Charlotte and Spectrum. WCCB TV in Charlotte and Spectrum News North Carolina in the region. Uh, Mick Mixon, Mike Rucker, and Kevin Donnelly on the call. If you're listening on on the radio, it's WBT AM 1110 AM in the Charlotte market. Jim Zoki, Eugene Robinson, and Sharon Thorsland will be on the call. Of course, you also have the... NFL Game Pass, if you have that, uh, if you haven't tried NFL Game Pass, you can sign up for a free seven-day trial if you're out of the area but want to watch the Panthers. You can watch them live on there. But that against a lot of uh, local regions, of course. You know, I know there's a couple national. There is a national game on CBS. In fact, if you're following some of the NFC South teams. The Buccaneers are on CBS tonight against the Detroit Lions. So actually a chance to advance scout two teams if you want, since I believe – actually, no. that Or, yeah, I believe – yes, they do. The Panthers do play the Lions. I'm almost forgetting it's the, uh, the Panthers' schedule – off, off the top of my head, but yeah. I'm just... So it is, obviously it's a chance to advance scout the Buccaneers since, you know, it is a fellow division opponent. Of course, you don't see the Buccaneers till week nine. And then the Panthers, or excuse me, the Lions are week 11. But still, it's two upcoming Upcoming teams. Now, with the Buccaneers, you may not see a lot of Jameis Winston since they have to get ready for the first three games without him. But nonetheless, if you want to check that out, along with watching the Panthers, whether you're in the region on TV or, again, if you want to check out the broadcast. And the jersey combination, I think, is going to be... I, I really like the jersey combination. If you haven't seen yet... The Panthers will be wearing their blue tops with black pants. I uh, don't don't see that too often. Uh, so this is the second time now that the Panthers, second time this preseason, that the Panthers are wearing a first-time uniform combination: the blue blue jerseys and white pants against the Dolphins was a first-time combo, and now this is a first-time combo: black pants with the blue jerseys. Really, uh, really interesting. It's almost like Madden for real. You know, you could play this combination in Madden, but now 
now we're actually going to see it in real life. Uh, I don't think they've really announced what color pants they'll be wearing during the regular season. We know, of course, they'll be wearing blue uh, a handful of times during the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring bring back the black pants look at some point during the regular season. Uh, they've The one article here on Panthers.com even suggests the possibility that maybe they return the black-on-black black combination. I think that'd be really cool. Black jersey and black pants. You see the Eagles... You've seen the Eagles wear that a couple times, and it just looks so cool that... I don't know. It kind of has that intimidating factor on the field. You know, like a midnight look type deal. I, I think that'd be awesome. But the the color scheme they're going with today... I. I I really like so it'll be really cool to see it uh, on the f in action on the field but let's now let's talk about stuff to look forward to on the field we talked yesterday about the plans for the Panthers in terms of how long they want the starters to play we know Ron Rivera wants them to play at least into the third quarter, through the first series of the third quarter. We also talked about how flow of the game and the play of the offensive line, things like that, will dictate how long the starters actually play. We remember last week the Panthers, at least the offense, played very deep into the second quarter, pretty much almost right up until halftime. Part of that, of course, is because their drive in the middle of the second quarter ended bad, and you didn't want to get the offense out on that kind of note, so you wanted to get them out one more time, and luckily it ended on a high note with the touchdown. So, and that's, so that's obviously the main thing to watch for with how deep the starters play and how how effective they can be, you know, especially against a good Patriots defense. We know that we know the Patriots now have good talent across all three all three levels of the defense. We've known they've always had a good secondary with the McCordys and at linebacker with Hightower, but we talked now about how they're finally starting to develop a pass rush. And like like I said yesterday, that to me, I think, is going to be one of the key battles of this of tonight. Is how this new look offensive line, especially at the bookend tackles, how they handle that pass rush. Because you're talking two players that, at least at the pro level, have very little experience. We know Moten played a lot of left tackle in college, and that's what made him such a a strong prospect, but this will be his first taste at the NFL level at left tackle. So how he handles himself tonight will be really one of the key factors in especially projecting at the very least what they could look like in week one if Matt Khalil is not able to go. So this is, this is really look more so ahead to week one and Partly since Moten is on the other side, but it'll eventually revert back to the right side once 
Matt Khalil comes back, how the Panthers will look through the first, uh, well, it'll be the first. I guess it would be the first seven games, since now the IR rule is that you can bring a player back after the first eight weeks rather than the first eight games, and the Panthers' bye week falls in week four. So uh, it would be after week eight likely that, or at least it would be the earliest, that Darrell Williams would return. So at least it will give you kind of a glimpse of what the first half of the season will look like at the bookend tackles. You know, certainly the interior of the line won't be as long, but again, it's kind of a look ahead to week one since Mini Silatolu very possibly will not be available as well. So where, you know, and you you have to think you're going to see a little bit of Ryan Khalil just to kind of get him game ready, but at least at the left guard spots, um, who gets more of the work between Tyler Larson or Greg Van Roten? You know, I, I have to imagine at least some. I mean, I, I know they're limited or managing is the better is the word I should use. Ryan Khalil snaps to kind of keep him healthy through the preseason, but I would have to think at least a little bit. You want to throw him out there and at least show what your week one starting lineup possibly could be, or at least what you what you'll potentially have in week one. So even if just say for a couple series, we'll see Ryan Cleal out there, or maybe they put him out longer. I, you know, it's hard to gauge right now with the way they've been playing him, or really haven't been playing him. The first two weeks, you know, obviously he's been practicing, he's been getting all the reps in practice at center, but not really playing much in the game. So tonight will be really, I think tonight will be really interesting how they manage him uh, reps wise. And then again, who, how they kind of rotate Larson and Van Roten at left guard or, or likely, you know, if you pull Ryan Khalil at some point and put Larson there at center, you'll likely see Van Roten there. And again, the other side, uh, Jonathan Searles. Not, again, not really a lot of experience to tackle, mostly, and really he was brought in here to compete at guard. How he handles himself at right tackle, you know, and having that added versatility along with Blaine Classell. If, if he plays well, it should get, at least give you a little bit of confidence that you'll have, say, two guys, or two more guys, I should say, with Clausel and Searles as really those up and down, or shouldn't really say up and down. Um, just the versatile guys. I mean, Clausel is your swing tackle, and... Um, at least this would give Searles. At least this would give Searles um, a lot more versatility because now you can see that he could play both inside and out. So the rotation of the offensive line is, to me, I think one of the big keys on offense. You know, we we know what the, at at this point we pretty much have an idea 
what the rest of the offense is going to look like. Um, again, you know, let's, let's go to Cam Newton. Uh, he's obviously had his issues, especially last week against the Dolphins, but we know he's healthy. It's a, it's a lot different scenario. It's a much different situation than what it was last year when he was coming off the shoulder surgery. So, again, ideally you want to see him play into the third quarter. Um, again, just kind of handling. And it's like they talked about. They want to see how they kind of handle halftime adjustments as well. Because you're not really going to, obviously you're not going to do this in week four. So this is getting you ready for game situation and, again, halftime situation. So, you know, you, you want to see the, the offense run smooth. We know Christian McCaffrey has, has run well. So you want to see him just continue to continue to run hard and continue gaining that confidence that he can run between the tackles. He's, he's shown that the first two games, now now in game situation, let's build that up more. Uh, let's, let's also see how much we can work DJ Moore into the mix and how the wide receivers are rotated in. Let's see how they handle Curtis Samuel. And if this will tell us if there's a likely chance that Samuel will stick as the sixth wide receiver. I mean, you figure, I, I think you could probably say Smith, Funchess, Moore, Wright, and Bird are all in. It's just a matter of are they going to keep six, and will Samuel be that guy? Will Moss Frazier be that guy? You know, there's there's still competition for that final wide receiver spot, and that's obviously something you'll look for in the second half. Um, but, you know, it, it may, maybe maybe they mix Samuel in in the first half. And if so, that's, that would obviously be a, a good indicator, I think, that Samuel will likely be a part of this team. So the wide receiver battle is definitely something to look forward to. And, and going back to offensive line, you know, after the starters go in, like some of the backups, uh, Dorian Johnson was a guy that they wanted to come in and see how he performed at left tackle. And he really didn't fare well at all against the Dolphins. So how he bounces back this week will will be very telling. So those are certainly some of the things I'm looking for on offense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And if we switch over on defense, like we talked about yesterday, I think this is – it's going to be really interesting to watch whether they play a lot of nickel or whether they play someone like David Mayo or one of the other linebackers next to Keekley and Shaq Thompson because, again, you're, you have to start getting ready for game situation. You have to start getting ready for – those first four games without Thomas Davis. You know, I've said I 
I thought they would play a lot of nickel, you know, play a lot of Captain Munnerlyn in there with the ones. So that'll be something to watch. Um, with Denor Searcy still in the con- concussion protocol, Rashawn Galden likely is going to get the start at one of the safety positions. So this is a big opportunity for him as well to to showca- showcase himself. Um, so obviously you're going to have a lot of youth, you know, because Dante Jackson is going to get the start opposite James Bradbury. So this is an early look now to see whether these early draft picks were worth investing. You know, did they make the right call? I mean, you know, tonight's result isn't going to be the the make or break on this question, but it'll be it'll start answering the question whether they made the right call going secondary in both rounds two and three, you know, certainly with Dante Jackson, early suggestions are, yeah, it was, it was a good pick. Now here's Golden's opportunity to get a lot of these reps with the ones. And then just the competition behind them, you know, Lorenzo Doss, Corn Elder, um, Gunter, and then at safeties, Cox and Southward, you know, fighting. These last two weeks are important for these guys fighting for those last couple of spots, you know, cause it like, like I projected the other day with the, with the roster projections, you know, if, if we go back to them right now, I have five corners and five safeties. So not, probably not a whole lot of wiggle room there for guys behind, you know, even Munnerlin and Seymour. So this is, Tonight's also a big opportunity, and of course next Thursday as well, big opportunity for those guys I mentioned, and then even some of the the linebackers, because I think there's still a lot of competition at linebacker to sort through for some of those final spots. And again, just the fact that they're playing the Patriots, this they perform well tonight, it has to give them confidence. You know, if this defense can get after Tom Brady and kind of rattle him a little bit, it'll give them confidence going into week one when they go up against Dak Prescott or even week two when they face Matt Ryan. We talked about how the the wide receivers aren't really star-studded, but you're still facing Tom Brady, who could make anything happen, so... The secondary still has to be on their game, particularly the rookies. So th- this is a big test, a, a big, a great opportunity for the young guys, namely Jackson and Galden. So I think, um, especially a guy like Jackson, because we saw how he was picked on quite a bit uh, in the first couple of drives against the Dolphins. You have to fig- you have to think Tom Brady's probably going to do the same thing. So I think Jackson has to be ready to see a lot of passes thrown his way on whichever receiver whichever receiver he's up against. So re- really it's just a lot of the young guys that uh, that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. Jackson, Galden, uh, Jermaine Carter will might see get mixed in there, or even at least in the, the second half. Just him continuing to show his leadership and him just trying to be one of those reserve linebackers. 
so real so that's just kind of a a base on what I'm looking forward to just some of the players I'm going to be keeping my eye on tonight uh, we'll of course wrap things up tomorrow night or well tomorrow tomorrow I should say uh, after tonight we'll wrap up the Patriots game talk about what happened and of course uh, throughout the week obviously get ready you know we'll, we'll obviously be talking a lot about the young guys for the final preseason game against the Steelers but really at this point uh, it's it's about getting ready for Dallas. It's time to start getting ready for week one. So we'll be we'll be getting ready as well here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. But that's it for now. Uh, like I said, I always appreciate the support. Follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. Uh, and remember to visit theathletic.com slash Locked On Panthers to get a 40% savings on your subscription on your first year subscription to The Athletic. So go do that. Go follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your listening pleasure. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll be back here tomorrow to wrap things up and recap the Panthers and the Patriots live from Bank of America Stadium, 7.30 p.m., Eastern Time, again, WCCB TV in Charlotte and Spectrum News, North Carolina in the region, or you can check out NFL Game Pass if you are out of the region and still want to check out your Panthers. So enjoy the game. We'll see you right here next time on Locked on Panthers. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.